Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? Oh yeah, we are ready. Episode number 68 and the clapping you're hearing in the background. That's right, Marcus the Forecaster returning to Timberwolves Explosion for back-to-back shows. We're available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I'm, of course, your host, Paladino Joey, and you got the Forecaster in the house once again. Well, <laughs> technically you could call it Sunday, February 27, 2011. And, of course, we're available. No, we used to be available on Timberwolves Press, but we're having difficulty uploading on there, and we'll figure that out someday. Yeah, we're going to talk about a lot of things. The Wolves make a trade for Anthony Randolph. Surprise of the millennium right there. We all knew that was going to happen. Um, frustration, we didn't get Eddie Curry. Or, we did get Eddie Curry, but <laughs> we didn't uh, do anything with, with him, at least trade-wise. But I guess that's just how it goes. We're going to pretty much start with all the whirlwinds of trades. I mean, uh, there's some weird stuff going on. Of course, we're going to talk about Con and Rambus possibly on the hot seat, but then again, they're not on the hot seat, according to Rob Moore, Timberwolves president and CEO, all that good stuff. We've got a nice, interesting nugget on Brandon Roy that we're going to talk about as well. Very interesting there. And, uh, yeah, the Wolves point guard situation, yeah, a very good possibility that's Preventing the Wolves from winning some more basketball games, and uh, it's pretty obvious this year, isn't it? And I'm also going to talk about the guy I'm already targeting for the Timberwolves in the 2011 draft. That's right, I'm targeting a guy very early this time. But now, since it's time to talk trades, and we can see a certain team that wears green and white in the background, made one of the most bizarre trades. I've, I, I just... Are they trying to win a championship, or are they just... I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing. I mean, Jeff Green... Yeah. And now they do uh, Celtics fans. No, I mean, everybody's confused here. Everybody's confused. Yeah, so the parameters of the trade, Jeff Green... And that's right, Nate Rom... Excuse me. Jeff Green and Nanad Christick coming to the clip, the Clippers, the, Lake, the Celtics. <laughs> it's because the Celtics are playing the Clippers. Um... Coming to the Celtics from the Thunder, and the Thunder received Kendrick Perkins and Nate Robinson. I just can't believe it. I understand it's not Chris Paul and uh, Shaq in his prime or something like that, but these guys were integral parts to the Celtics' playoff run last year, and Kendrick Perkins has been a piece you know since the 2008 thing. Uh, what was the Celtics' calling card? For the last several years, or last couple of years since they won the championship, they never lost a championship with that starting five. And Kendrick Perkins was in that starting five. Now they can't use that anymore. I'm just miffed by it. Yeah, I don't ever see any type of reason for that move. I mean, they're not getting anything in return, really. Just some, some guy who's inexperienced. They could have signed anyone off of waivers who would have been I mean, I haven't seen a lot of games from Jeff Green, and but I know that he wasn't a piece that the Boston that that you would want getting rid of uh, Perkins trading away Perkins. You wouldn't say, "Well, I want Jeff Green." You would want at least another, you know, uh, Pris Prisbilla, if Some, anything, you know, something that can replace what he, what he brings. Because, yeah, the thing is with Perkins, he's a great defensive player. Yeah. He's a huge rebounder. And what happened to the Celtics? Center. And he's a center, which is really rare these days. 
They got a center back, but it's Nene Kristich. He's weak. Yeah. He has no... I don't know what. Yeah. He's a softie. His defense is... There's no defense from Nene Kristich. And there's... I just... There's, it, the offense isn't that great either. It's like la-di-da, right? Yeah. I, if, <laughs> you would think that they would have said, at least give us Cole Aldridge or Ibaka. At least... That's the thing. Why, why would you... See, Jeff Green is a really good player, and I really like him, but Kevin Garnett starts at the power forward position, which Jeff Green can play. I mean, Jeff Green's versatile, right? He can play three positions. He could be shooting guard, power forward, and small forward. But what's the? what are the big three, though? you got the shooting guard and Ray Allen. you got the small forward and Paul Pierce, the power forward and Kevin Garnett. So what's Jeff Green's role? Well, the world's greatest six-man. And um, you just traded away... The uh, one of the five that, that the calling card or call, calling claim, whatever the heck the word is for it, Doc Rivers and the Celtics always would say, "We've never lost a series of the starting five. Well, that's gone forever and ever and ever and ever, or at least until Perkins comes back, if he does. But I doubt it. I I'm just stunned by it. Um, now I know I understand it's not our team here in Minnesota, but I'm just saying. I miffed by it. And, of course, the Celtics, it's our second favorite team, so <laughs> we kind of come up with it. And it's there's no law against having a second favorite team unless it's the Lakers. You know, you, you just can't like the Lakers. You just can't. <laughs> if you like the Lakers, you're either from L.A. or you're front runner, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I'm so mean. But um, that trade doesn't make any sense. Uh, Nate Robinson saved the Celtics' ass on multiple yeah. occasions last postseason. He, he really did. Like, Rondo got hurt a couple times. Robinson came in and just ran. I mean, and just, he started, he just he just caught fire, hit big shots. I was happy for the Celtics when they got uh, Nate Robinson because he was getting buried on the Knicks bench for a really an unjust reason, I think. Like, the guy's a 20-point scorer. He doesn't look like it, you know, being like the little squirt he is, but he'll score 20 points a game. Yeah, it wasn't even just that. You can tell that he just brought a lot even in the locker room. Yeah, he did. I mean, he, he, he was positive. The Knicks, I'm still miffed by the Knicks buried him the way they did. But then yeah. again, they, they keep doing that with people. They they If D'Antoni isn't in love with you, he's going to bury you. Yeah. <laughs> he did it to Darko. Uh, Darko's not exactly making us excited right now in town. So we're going to get to the Wolves here soon. <laughs> Yeah, we're not really happy with Darko right now. But uh, now the Wolves, if we could segue to this trade, I guess, if you don't mind. Or, like, do you have anything else to say on the Celtics? No, I'm pretty much done with them. Yeah, it's pretty much, uh, yeah, it's, boy, I wonder how much, I really wonder how much their chances of beating the Lakers if they were to face them in the finals dropped with this previous trade. Yeah, because Green's not going to be an answer. No. He's just not, like, he, okay, maybe he's like runner test, physical and everything. But, you know, and Ron Artest was very valuable for the Lakers when they won their championship last year. Yet at the same time, he's just gonna—he's probably just gonna come off the bench. I can't think of any other scenario here that would make sense. <sighs> so I'm a little frustrated because I would just be furious to see the Lakers win again. To be honest, yeah, I and you're not can't giving up. And you're not giving the Lakers. I could see if they're thinking. This why I believe that either. Ainge knew that Perkins was injured. Mm-hmm. Thought that was going to be a problem, and that he, he wouldn't that. be there yep. during the playoffs. 
Yeah, out two to three weeks. Or I create yep. some type of uh, matchup problems, which I don't think is going to happen because if they play against the Lakers, you're either going to have Bynum, Gasol, and Odom on the floor at all times. Yeah. And Green's not going to play center. No. He's only like 6'8", maybe. Yeah, Garnett if, doesn't want to play center. You know nope, that. Nope. Yep, that's what he always did here. Yep. So Refuse. if Green's come off the bench, it's going to be as, as a power forward. Yeah. So Most likely. Maybe a little small, but not much. A little bit. Yep. Yeah. And will he stop Gasol? No. No, he's too short. Yeah. Too short for Gasol. Way too short for Bynum, of course, as we know. It didn't make any sense. And uh, you're putting all your eggs in, uh, well, Kristich, who's not physical enough to handle anybody. Shaq, well, who's won, and I know everybody says the same the same a- analysis about everybody, but still, at his age, he's one slightly serious injury away from retirement. And Jermaine O'Neal already, basically, he should already be retired. The guy is done. <laughs> Jermaine O'Neal is done. He is the most damaged goods I've ever seen. He is just depleted. He's gone. And uh, Miami Heat had problems against the Celtics because of their multiple big men. I think that uh, that is a pro- that's going to be uh, not as much of an intimidation for the Heat anymore. Same with the Magic. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how things develop. It really, really is. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, we're seeing a little crazy image of Garnett in the background. Um, yeah, we... Well, we extended the Celtics conversation, but it's okay. I mean, it's hey, it's a trade deadline, and uh, we're giving our opinions on it. Um, so let's get to the biggest trade of them all. And, of course, because we're involved in it, we'll get to that part Or no first. trade. Or no trade. Yeah, that's the other part. The part. The fact that the Wolves didn't do anything after this deal is where we're frustrated. We're not pissed, and we don't hate the organization. Well, but Yeah. And yeah, I do hate them. <laughs> and you do hate them. <laughs> uh, maybe a little bit, right? I mean, yeah, we got Anthony Randolph, and we knew we were going to get Anthony Randolph. We we knew it. I mean, it was like the sky's blue. Let's call him the sky blue here. I mean, Anthony Randolph was going to be a member of the Wolves no matter what happened, no matter what. It just was a guarantee, and we helped the Knicks get Carmelo Anthony. We helped the Heat get LeBron and uh, Bosch. So what's next? We're going to help the, who's the next one? Maybe we'll help the Knicks get Chris Paul, too, when we acquire uh, Shucks. Who are we going to get? Maybe Fields or something? Yeah. Yeah. I can see if... Yeah, it's basically what we did. Yeah, I mean, we, we didn't did it again. lose Curry <laughs> for a trade. No. Nope. We basically just helped them. Basically. Get, get Carmelo Anthony. And for what? Yeah, I mean, it's mostly because... So we could get rid of Brewer and free up time for Wesley Johnson, I suppose. And we got, um, we got our Ramona Flowers. David Kahn dreams about Anthony Randolph. He's Ramona Flowers is to Scott Pilgrim and Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I mean, that's what he is. Or that's what Anthony Randolph is. He's, you know. Yeah, but if you know the <laughs> Knicks are willing to give up most of their team for one player, there should have been more coming our way. I think that we got, what, uh, two second-round picks? At least one. One for sure from Denver. That's, that's really not even late. Enough. That's yeah. not even enough. We, we should have gotten something out of this. I think it's, yeah, we got yeah. rid of Corey, but he was he was going to walk at the end of, his, of the season anyway. Yep, he was going to walk for sure. And uh, the one good part is at least we're not absorbing any uh, uh, salary cap issue. I mean, it's like we kind of are this year, but it doesn't matter because we can't sign anybody in the middle of the year necessarily. Yeah. Um, 
And the the other good part is the Knicks are paying off the remainder of the uh, money going Curry's way. So that's that's the good part. They give us three million cash to cover it. Basically, it's good, but it's like yeah, we helped you get Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, and, and that's it, great. <laughs> if there are other teams willing to do this, mm-hmm. then I could see kind of thinking, well, they might we might not be able to get uh, Randolph. Mm-hmm. But I don't think, really I think there was. So mm-hmm. we're helping them, and we could have said, look, without us, you know, this deal isn't going down, so give us something else. Mm-hmm. But we didn't really, we didn't get anything. I'm thinking, okay, well, we mm-hmm. might try to make some type of trade, use Curry as expiring, try to trade him at the, before the deadline, and get someone in return, a shooting guard. That would have been nice. Like, somebody, maybe O.J. Mayo. I mean, that, that's a name that's been floating around forever. And he never yeah. got traded. That's the other part too. Like some, there were a lot of trades. Not only were there a lot of trades on the trade deadline, but there were a lot of trades that almost happened that didn't. Yeah. Like Johnny Flynn to Houston is one. OJ Mayo to Indiana is one. Wait, what? I, I oh, think man. we should have really tried to get Wallace. Gerald Wallace. Gerald Wallace went to Portland. I'm. That's kind of crazy. I can't believe he went to Portland for scraps. For scraps, like what? What did they get again? Prisbilla and I can't. Uh, who was the other piece? I think it was picks. Yeah, it was picks. Yeah, Prisbilla for sure, and there was one other scrap, and I'm, it's not right in front of me, and I wish it what, was. Prisbilla? Prisbilla. <laughs> Prisbilla's another guy who's, he's all right. He's a nice shot blocker, but he's damaged goods as well. Like, yeah. he's been hurt many times. Last year, Shucks, he hurt his knee twice. Like, he injured it, and then when it was recovering, fell in the shower and, and re completely started the whole injury over again. <laughs> we, we could have given them. Oh, man. Yeah. Actually, I would have given them Darko mm-hmm. and and a pick for Wallace. They might have taken it. We could have kept Curry, given Curry to someone else. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't have been bad. Darko and a pick for Wallace. That would have. Because right now, I wouldn't mind having Beasley coming off the bench. If we can have Wallace as a uh, starter. Mm-hmm. And the the only thing I could think of that would maybe be a problem, but then again, not really, would be the center position, because it would be even more thin than it was. Yet, still, I mean, yeah, Darko in a pick for Wallace, right? Yeah. If as long as, they're, I mean, they but, but at that point we would have we would, we would still have Randolph. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. We'd still have Randolph. Uh, he's like a forward center. You'd probably end up starting Nicola for a while, which would be really an adventure. Actually, <laughs> he's, or Kufos, but then again, he went to Denver. Forgot about that part. Yep. Yeah, but actually, he's doing better than uh than uh, Darko right now. Nicole, yeah, he yes. is, because Darko is really going down the black hole right yeah. now. He's, this is bad. This is a bad sign. It's the one it thing is. we were warning you guys out there about in episode number 59, the one that was called A Very Negative Show, and we, we weren't meaning to be negative, but it, <laughs> I mean, there, there's there been trends with Darko. It's happened twice now, and fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me, fool me thrice. Yikes. There you go. Fool me thrice, thrice yikes. And, uh, ouch. No more season tickets. Yeah. It's, I'm I'm not saying Darko's done, but he's really, it's, he's hitting a wall and I, it's a bad trend we're seeing. Yeah, you just can't miss as many lives as he's missed recently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, his, his offense is horrendous. It's unspeakably bad right now. Can't make anything. He turns the ball over too, um. Though nobody on this team turns the ball over more than uh, Michael Beasley. Yeah, so oh. again, that's why I would rather have Beasley come off the bench. 
Right now, if you had right. Gerald Wallace and Beasley on the same team and you had to pick one of them as a starter, it'd have to be oh, uh, Wallace. Gerald Wallace. Yeah, it'd have to be. Wallace, he's just better than Beasley. That allow Love to uh, play more on the perimeter and shoot threes anyway. Yeah, he does. That's allow Wallace to get the rebound if, mm-hmm. if he misses, you know. Yeah. Because Wallace is uh, is aggressive. Mm-hmm. And that would have been, been perfect. And he's a great defensive player, which yeah. Beasley and Love are not. Yeah. Um, and then we could have kept going. Fit. We could have used Curry's expiring to get to get something. Any, anything. Anything. Anything right now. I mean, if, if it helped get O.J. Mayo and maybe, uh, <laughs> it'd be it'd, it'd be great. I would love to have gotten uh, Heinrich. Kirk Heinrich? Yeah. He's expensive, but he, he's smart, though. But our defense and he's is so bad. Yeah, and our he's defense defensive. is so bad. Yeah. With those two upgrades, Heinrich and uh, Wallace. Hey, yeah. Plus uh, Randolph. Mm-hmm. But Randolph will be his, I don't know if he has low IQ, basketball yeah. IQ. Right now, yeah, definitely. But if he learned a specific role, mm-hmm. defend, mm-hmm. block shots, you know, it's just instill fear in them, and then it, a- it would, the team would be a lot better. It would be. It's possible too because he certainly has the ability to block yeah. shots. Like he's, there's a YouTube clip, and he was a Golden State Warrior. The shot block that he put on—I I forget who it was. It was somebody pretty good. Uh, uh, Tyrus Thomas. He's not that good, but he's—he's he's, he's very athletic. Yeah. And when you see Randolph out, really out athlete Tyrus Thomas, the way he did, and basically bent the guy in half, like he almost yeah. broke the guy's back on the block, and it was clean, and it was uh, very impressive. Yeah, right yeah. now, I think... Did uh, you see that one? No, yeah. I missed oh, that one. Okay. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was thinking that uh, our second best uh, shot blocker might be uh, uh, Johnson. Wesley Johnson is... That guy's a good, yeah, he's he's a good basketball up. player. I, I think the way he's playing right now, Man. by the end of the season, he might be the starter. Yeah. He's starting and, small forward. And like, full-time. Yeah, because uh, right now, he is going to be the starting shooting guard, which, that's nice that he's starting, but the position's a little off, I think. Yeah. It's not really who he who he is. I think as this team has a problem doing that, playing guys out of position. Mm-hmm. They've been doing it for years now. Yeah. Years. And I would rather, yeah, I would have, actually I would have him coming off the bench. Wallace the starter having, then I'll have BZ be the uh, sixth man come off uh, to play power forward. Mm-hmm. He, he could, or, or at least some smaller, which, whichever. Um what drives me crazy is he can't rebound. In yeah. in college he could, but not in the pros. He's like, man. Just imagine the defense. Mm. Heinrich, oh, point yeah. guard. Yeah. Uh, Johnson, shooting guard. Wallace, mm. small forward. Wow. Love, he's in the Power, score, yep. the rebound. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. Randolph. And then Randolph, yeah. Especially if Randolph does develop into that guy. Yeah. Which is possible. He's not there yet, obviously, and... But who knows yeah, with him? If, if you think if uh, Rambus is anything like Phil, he'll want guys to have a to have a role. Yeah. Now I think for Randolph, it will be as a defensive athletic center. Mm-hmm. And, and the ability's there. I mean, I I do think the ability is there. Yeah. He showed it some last year with Golden State. He did. He does block shots. He he can rebound, and he does have some offensive ability. Uh, D'Antoni, I, he, I'm sure he did some psychological damage to the kid, unfortunately. I don't think there's any doubt that he did, because when you throw a guy from, who, who got, you know, decent minutes last year with Golden State to 
like 12th man and don't bug me, basically. Like, I'll get to you when I feel like yeah. it, kind of. That sucks. It sucks, especially for a guy that age. Uh, he went as far as to say it's nice to get out of, you know, he described it as hell, like sitting on the bench. Like, it was, that's what he actually said. I don't know if he saw it in the article or a little, uh, it wasn't like a press conference. It was like a gathering. Remember how they all gather around the players sometimes? Yeah. That's basically yeah. what it was. That's the closest thing to press conference we had. Um, he basically said, yeah, he got out of that hell. That's basically what it was. You're sitting on the bench and watching everybody else play. <laughs> that would that's that would suck. I mean, yeah, you would think that. Okay, well, I'm at least gonna play in uh, garbage time. Yeah, and he didn't even get that. And that that doesn't mean Dan Tony's a genius and Randolph is garbage. It means that for whatever reason, Dan Tony, who's very selective of his players, as we're learning the hard, as everybody's noticing, uh, he just wasn't on Dan Tony's good side, I guess. Maybe it's because the Knicks don't play defense, and Randolph might have a little ability to play defense. So yeah. it's like, get on the bench, you bastard. You're not playing for my team. I don't want defense. <laughs> might be the red, huh? What do you I, think? I'm really, actually, I'm really starting <laughs> to believe uh, everything Marbury was saying. Like, oh, like, like, like which particular? He, he did say... Just the way D'Antoni is, that he had it out for him since the beginning. As soon as he got there, let him know mm-hmm. that he wasn't going to play in these... <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I do believe that. I wouldn't doubt that for a second. I, we know he did it to Darko. It also makes you, man, it makes you wonder, really. It does. It's weird. It's really weird, D'Antoni. He, he's a good coach, but he's not a great coach, that's for sure. Uh, so how much better do you think the Knicks are going to get now, I wonder? Kind of my little... Sh- I don't know. It seems like they think they believe that they're entitled to another superstar point guard, mm-hmm. and I, I don't believe that that the owners are gonna let that happen. I, I think it's, it would be bad for business. At, at this point, it might be. And one funny part about all that, the whole superstar point guard thing, in a lot of ways, you know what? They already have one. Chauncey Billups is a phenomenal player, I think. I mean, I love Chauncey Billups. Yeah. And he's embracing the opportunity. He, he's embracing New York right now. You could just tell. Even though he's a Denver guy, he's from Denver, he wanted to stay in that organization, work in their front office. He probably, I mean, he always still can. I mean, I don't think that the Denver Nuggets are going to close the doors to Chauncey Billups once he uh, retires. But uh, Billups is playing some phenomenal basketball in New York. Yes. At least coming in, isn't he? But I think that's his worth it, work ethic. Yeah. Because even though I know he's guy. not happy about it, he's going to mm-hmm. play his his best wherever he is. Yeah, he, he's a team guy. He plays with so much heart. And ah, I, Chauncey Billups is one of my favorite players in the league. That but, guy can shoot. Yeah, yeah, he actually, can do everything. I think if, if Ty Lawson plays better or Felton... Uh, <laughs> yeah, Fel- Felton. That's the, that's another thing. That's another thing. And sorry about the distraction there, ladies and gentlemen. It was just a bell going off, basically. Um, Ty Lawson starting at point guard for the Nuggets, at least for the time being. The million dollar question with Felton is: Is he a product of D'Antoni's system? You know, like his massive improved play, or really is he as good as as advertised? Like do you so far in Denver, it isn't looking so great. I mean, obviously, you're a point guard coming into a whole new system, but, hmm. 
But actually, I saw uh, Denver play Pistons, and they, they're looking pretty good, especially uh, Gall- Gallinari. Yeah, Gallinari blew up. Yeah. <laughs> Gallinari blew up for the and Denver Nuggets. I, yes. This trade looks like it's, it's a, it was a bad trade for uh, New York. It may have been. I mean, you get one guy, basically, out of it. Oh, yeah. no, excuse me, Chauncey did go, too. He's fantastic, but they gave up a lot. Yeah. <laughs> the Knicks gave yeah. up. The Knicks gave up a godfather deal. They really did. Uh, Gallinari, the million-dollar question is, is he a role player or is he a star? And, well, who, I, who knows? I actually believe the Nuggets will win a championship before the Knicks. You think so? Yes. That's a bold prediction. And um, They're, they're, they're <laughs> a deep team right now. They're very deep. They're a deep team. If they keep both of their point guards, you can't lose. We signed an A. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, and an A has really been really good the last couple of years here. And they He's have a lot of money better. right now. A lot of money available? Yes. And uh, if I was a player who wanted to change locations, that's a team I'd consider. I would because you got, I mean, you definitely have a point guard that can get you the ball. Yeah. In fact, how many do they have? That's right. They have two. Yeah, Felton, he's, <laughs> if he, they keep. he's a free agent in 2012. So they can trade him next season, you know, as expiring. They could if they want to go that way, yeah. Yeah, so I'm not sure what. But exactly, <laughs> it's. I'm thinking they'll they'll trade. I believe if there'll be another Carmelo, if Chris Paul wants to sign an extension or doesn't, or mm-hmm. that's coming up. If he decides soon. that he doesn't want to, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure because they're, they're owned by the NBA now. Oh, that's right, the Hornets. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know that's how really exactly weird. that will work if he wants to get out of there. I don't know if they want another Carmelo incident. Mm-hmm. But if much. he went to too much, to the Nuggets, yeah. yeah. I can say that I think they'll be de- they'll definitely be better than the Knicks. At that point, guaranteed. Yep, they would. Yeah, deeper team, way deeper. Yeah, the same talent. I I believe that they can do more damage than the Knicks. Yeah, because the Knicks. What was the problem the other night? They got beat by Cleveland. <laughs> the Knicks got beat yeah. by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. the other night. That's right. And yeah. what was the main reason? Well, three guys did really well. Shotzi Billups did great. Samari did really good. Carmelo had nice numbers. Oh, that's right. There's two other positions. And yeah. and they all suck. Everybody else sucks on that team now. Fields is okay, but he's not that good. Uh, who else? Oh, that's right. I can't really even hardly name anybody else anymore. Yeah. Like, they lost all those nice role players, or yeah. better than role players, like Gallinari. Uh, Wilson Chandler's that really good player. Yeah. This they're is going to be proof that if the Knicks... They have no depth. They're worse they're than the Heat. If they're not better <laughs> from now on than they were uh, before the trade, mm-hmm. you can't say, well, when they get uh, Darren Williams or when they get if they get uh, uh, CP3, they're, they're going to be way better. Because, I mean, Chelsea's not bad. No, Chelsea's fantastic. Yeah. So basically, fantastic. They, they have a Darren Williams already. Yeah. I mean, the, he's, he's just older, that's all. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah, so this is this is a big three right now. Yeah, and this, this is, is really what you get. it. Mm-hmm. This is what you're getting. I mean, you need depth if you're going to win in this league. You, I mean, the Bulls, sure, the, the Bulls are the only exception in history because Michael Jordan is twice as good as LeBron James. He is. <laughs> I know everybody's going to say, what is he talking about? Uh, Michael Jordan is twice as good as LeBron James. He just is. He's, he was that good, ladies and gentlemen. 
those of you that were not old enough to see Michael Jordan play with the Bulls, not the Wizards, the Bulls. Yeah, and my condolences that you didn't get to see it because <laughs> he was that good. He was the one exception you could get away with not having much depth. And they had some, but yeah, like the Kerrs and stuff. Oh, but go ahead. I'm and sorry. even though going too far, <laughs> even though you know I like watching games, you know the whole season. What mm-hmm. really comes down to is can this team last seven games? Yes. Against another team in the playoffs, like the Lakers. Yeah, you have to be able to last against teams like yeah. L.A. The Celtics would have if Kendrick Perkins didn't get hurt. They probably would have won that series. Yeah, that sucked that he got hurt, but that's part of the game, unfortunately. Yeah, I know some are thinking, okay, well, you know, uh, Chauncey's old, so if they mm-hmm. don't reach, you know, but the finals, yep. yeah, but if or Chris whatever, Paul was yeah. there, he's not going to play uh, forty minutes. Mm. You know, for for all those games. Yeah, because it, it'll wear them out. It'll wear them out. Like it's fun, maybe the first couple of games, it's okay. But if, yeah, these these guys get sick of it though when they play too much. Like you often hear them complaining about it. Yeah, you yeah. often do. The Carmelos, the I remember. I, I think some of the Miami players were already complaining about it. But it's like, dude, you got you be careful what you wish for. Yeah, you have your big three, but you need other pieces. And Mike Miller ain't the answer. That's for sure. <laughs> they were already shopping him. That's that's awesome. Dumbest contract signing maybe in history. A five year, thirty million deal for Mike Miller. Well, that that's a really <laughs> bad move on uh, on their organization. I mean, he he yep. he went there for less. Mike Miller, yeah, yeah. And then, he then was making he was more. Injured. Yeah. He finally comes back, and then he's going to try to trade him. Mm-hmm. That's funny. It's funny. I mean, it's like I can ima- I, I can understand why you'd want to get rid of him. Yet at the same time, as you're saying, yeah, it's a it's not it's a morale killer. Like now, he's probably like screw that. You know, I I got to think. So many trades, ladies and gentlemen. So many trades happened this week. One that, of course, Rusty of the crossover did the first ever solo show in history for that show. I've done about 62, I think, yeah, 62 solo shows out of the 68. Forecaster is doing his sixth with me, which I love. It'd be cool if it was permanent, but schedules, you know, you never know what's going to happen if the people scheduled. So, and the show must always go on. <laughs> but, um, yeah. He did a solo show because Darren Williams arrived in New Jersey, soon to be Brooklyn, but yeah, New Jersey. The most surprising trade of the entire week, wouldn't you say? The, maybe the last three years. That yeah. was shocking. Could you have dreamt a week ago Darren Williams would be a New Jersey net? No. That was really something else. He's another guy who's eligible to be a free agent in 2012. <sighs> you think he'll last? Do you think he'll last in New Jersey, or do you think he'll say, screw this and quit? Or and not quit, but leave. Excuse me. Um, I, I, I think so. I think he's not going to stay? If he was in Utah, then he might think about staying. Yeah, because he, was, he was there. The Nets. If you're, like, again, if he, were to, if he came to the Wolves. He, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He would just get an attitude and, and want to leave. Another, another thing is, uh, it's pretty sad. It's they what well, they're saying that he might have had a couple uh, arguments with the coach. Yep, Jerry uh, Sloan left. Yep, and quit. Yeah, and Darren is the reason Sloan left. Mm-hmm. A couple of days later, they trade Darren away. They just trade him. Isn't that something? And mm. and it's wow. it's bad because if Sloan left because of Darren, mm-hmm. you gotta think Sloan is shaking his head like I I can't <laughs> yeah. come back now because it's just gonna. Be, 
make him look weird. Yeah. Uh, it's going to make him look like, like, like him a quitter. Yeah, yeah. Like he he beat me. Yep. That's tough, especially that guy was there since 1988. Yeah. 1988. I bet you a lot of our listeners weren't even born yet or were in diapers then. Of course, we're definitely old enough to remember that year. But just saying, that is a long, 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 long time in a very microwave, microwave society where if you're not winning now, you're fired, you know? Uh, Utah did win from 1988 till today, pretty much, because they had Carl Malone in Stockton and then Darren Williams and Boozer and blah, 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 blah. But still, man, oh, man, to last as long as he did and to see him just go out the way he did was quite a shame, yeah. actually. Uh, that was too bad. 23, 22 and a half years of coaching, and then just, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, hopefully the Wolves will give him a call. You know, that would, that would be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be quite fun. So, Kurt Rambis, I guess, we would you like to segue into that or any yeah. other trades? I, I think we did cover most of the trades, yeah. The ones that really matter, uh, there was Shane Batty, AI, I'm not even going to get, that one isn't too big a deal, really. Oh. We'll kind of leave that one as is. Uh, Aaron Brooks going to Phoenix for Drogic. That's cute. Uh, it could have been Aaron Brooks to Minnesota for Flynn. I can understand why Drogic would be a little more attractive than Flynn at this point. I think both of us can. So, Kurt Rambis and David Kahn. Jim Suhan, as I posted on the uh, Timberwolves group on Facebook. On Facebook, it's uh, on the Facebook bar or whatever, the search bar. Type in Timberwolves Explosion, Minnesota Timberwolves. You'll find it right away. Join it. It would be terrific. Please post and comment on there. Also, don't forget about the call-in line, 209-736-7877. It's a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Timberwolves Explosion. And give your opinion, comment, shout-out, question, whatever. Talk trash. Okay, I don't think you need to, but there's no reason to. That'd be like kicking someone when they're down, but... But yeah, speaking of people that are down, the Timberwolves are down. They're thirteen and forty-six. David Kahn says he's already done rebuilding, and yeah, we're already done rebuilding with a thirteen and forty-six team. Are you sure about that, Mister Kahn? <laughs> I mean, how frustrated were you when the Wolves didn't make that move? I mean, we kind of got into that earlier. We yeah. talked about it a lot, but still, it's still frustrating. <laughs> the Wolves didn't make an extra move. Excuse me, an extra move, but yeah. Yeah. Outside of Flynn for Brooks, which... We definitely mm. should have made some kind of move. Because just wasting Curry, that was uh, a dumbass move. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much. I, they just kind of wasted it. They, sure, they didn't lose money. That's good. But it's an expiring. You could have maybe done something with it. A lot of people... Uh, Nate Lindholm posted on my page on Facebook asking, yeah, I mean, this was probably leading into another move, right? That's basically what he said. And it's like, you, you hope so, but nothing came. Nothing came. It doesn't sound like they really even tried. And um, it's a little discouraging to us. Just a little bit. Again, not trying to be negative, but hey, you have a chance to get better, and you don't. So, great. <laughs> you know, that really was an opportunity to uh, get someone. There had to have been something. There had to have been. Had to have been. Yeah, because you look at Joe, how they got, how... Uh, the Blazers got Jerry Wallace. You think yep. we could have matched that? Yeah, that's the guy we could have probably gotten for Eddie Curry. I, I think, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gerald Wallace makes something kind of in that price range, uh, probably a little less. Maybe uh, get another, even another piece in, uh, from 
uh, Charlotte. Mostly just maybe a, a bum just to kind of fill in, you know, to fill in the the money to do it. But then again, the Wolves can absorb whatever. No, it would have to be Charlotte after, so excuse me. But somebody somebody else to kind of match the salary. Because I believe Curry's, yeah, 13.7. Wallace, I'm he's probably a bit less than that. I'm still miffed that Curry was ever given that amount of money in a season. That's amazing. But uh, he won't be for long. <laughs> he won't be for long. Um, so really, if you were the owner of the Timberwolves, you're the owner of the Timberwolves, would you be a... a you think Kurt and uh, Khan are in trouble right now? Or, oh, yeah. or do, you, do you give them one more year, or do you think not necessarily... It depends on if uh, I'm tight with my money. Mm-hmm. If I am, uh, I would like what... Uh... See, actually, let me skip to this. This is what I believe right now. Yeah. That Taylor wants to save money right now because he yes. knows what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Losing that's lots why of money, we, yeah. Yeah, that's why we didn't... That's probably... There might Losing. be a reason why we just let Curry walk. Yeah, I mean, they're probably trying to save money. Yeah, because he, he knows what's going on. Right mm-hmm. Yeah. And he knows what all the other owners are planning. Yeah, and they, this whole lockout situation is looming. Yeah, so he's probably yes, thinking is. right now isn't a time to be adding a salary, even though the guys out there that we could get and use, mm-hmm. he's probably thinking right now that's not something that uh, that's in his wallet's best interest. Mm-hmm. And and that's partially. I mean, there is always that right now. And uh, Taylor did pay. Did lose a lot of money, especially during the Garnett era. Uh, he made money during the Garnett era, some, but at the same time, yeah, he's he's never been known to be a tight wad. So it's like in a time when the team is losing tens of millions of dollars per season, not over a couple of years, but he they lost twenty million bucks each, each of the previous two seasons. I have no idea how much they're losing this year. Probably around the same range again. Unfortunately, that's a lot of money to lose. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't care if you're worth $2 billion. You lose $20 million bucks. $20 million bucks is $20 million bucks. That is a lot of money yeah. going down the black hole that you will never see again. It's just gone. And uh, that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. I mean, I can understand why you'd want to make some renovations at Target Center in that sense, too. Um, so it's like you can understand what's going on, but I guess as a fan, the frustration does... Mount. It's like you want to you want to get better, and it's getting harder and harder. The product, the uh, the roster is more attractive than it was a year ago, and it's way more attractive than it was visually. two years ago. Visually, yep. Uh, Wesley Johnson is a lot better than Corey Brewer. Uh, Webster, well, I thought I liked him. Now I'm getting to turn on him a little bit. Yeah, on paper, what the, is the roster that looks better, mm-hmm. but. Seeing the product mm-hmm. on the court is it, it. I don't. Want, I don't want to spend money on the wolves right now. Yeah, that's the thing with the moves that most are being of the fans are saying that and mm-hmm. not made. It's kind of like I want to. I want to pay for a team that I know is going to win at the end of the day. And if they're like the Suns, you watch the Suns. You you know the Suns were exciting. Back yeah. then, yeah, you just no, not yeah. Even though people say, well, you know, this type of 
basketball doesn't win championships. Yeah, run and gun. Yep. They won games. Yeah, Nelson. Day, yep. Yeah. At the end of the day, they won games. They did. And we're not doing that. So, we're not doing that. Even though we're we're our pace is fast, we're not winning games at all, and we're winning them badly. We're 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 the thing is we've been in position to win so many games this year. And then it always ends up to be just another loss to throw in the bag. It's so frustrating. Like the whole Luke Ridnar with seven seconds left. Volleyballs the ball. Okay, volley, yeah, just volleyballs it in the air for no real reason other than he panicked like there was .7 seconds left when it actually was seven seconds left. He just flung the ball in the air. Like beyond anyone's understanding. It's the lack of clutch play is one of the main reasons this team is not getting is not getting anywhere, not making any progress in the win-loss column. Um, yeah, they're, they're in more games than they were last year. They're not getting crushed 152 to 100 like they were last year. But, yeah, they're giving a point still. Um, but they're not finishing games. And uh, part of that does come on the coach. A big part of that comes on the coach. It does. Because when it's the same mistakes happening... Over and over and over and over and over and over and over. It has to come to the coach at some point because the coach needs to get his players to stop making those same mistakes. I mean, wouldn't you? (laughs) It's incredible how many of the same things you see, like the same dumb, just dumb offensive sets coming out, say with seven seconds left, inbound the ball. Oh, nobody's open. Just jack it up or wait till the last second where you have to fling it up because there's no time left. There's just, there's no organization on this team late in games. They wait too long or they don't wait at all. There's just, there's no friendly medium. And you know what the best part about all this is, though? Something that Kurt Rambis says virtually after every game, especially games when they get get hammered, right? What does Kurt Rambis usually say? Is uh, uh, we didn't give the we didn't really give the proper effort tonight, and he says that almost every game. Yeah, it does. And what does that tell you? <laughs> what does that tell you? Like if you're the coach and you can't get your team to give the proper effort, that tells you something ain't working. And if something ain't working, well, <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, go. He ha- yeah. It means that he's on the chopping block, quite frankly. I mean, that's that. This can't continue. It has to change. He, this team has to give him the right effort, or he has to go. That's just that's how it works in any with any coach, in any sport. Yeah, I think because he was with uh, Phil for so long, you kind of give him the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you just put it on the players, thinking that it's just you know because they're young, they're a young team. And yep, that's that isn't it. Definitely is an excuse because they are the youngest team in the league, and we got another twenty-one-year-old here. <laughs> but um, it's the the whole crutch thing gets really old when when coaches use such things like that as a crutch all the time. It, that's where the frustration comes in with fans and with shucks guys that are kind of a little bit beyond the fandom, like where we are. We're a little bit more experienced. We're more seasoned, you could say. Not every, not that saying fans don't know what they're talking about. Just saying, you know, we're a little more seasoned. We watch it closer than your average fan. We do. Um, we couldn't call it. We really can't call us your average fan. We're a little. We're 
really into it, we'll say. We're more hardcore. We'll say hardcore, and we've been around a long time. But <laughs> uh, Kurt Rambis, though, i got to think, one way or another, now in the Sid Hartman column, Rob Moore, the president and CEO of the Wolves, I may have already said this earlier in the show, but just in case I didn't, um, said that Common Con and Rambis will return next year. And I can understand why, in a sense. I mean, some usually three, three years is a good gauge when you're trying to really change a team into another direction. I mean, when you go from uh, going Casey to Randy Whitman, I'm not really going to give Whitman as much of a leash as maybe Con and Rambis. Because Whitman was horrible. <laughs> Whitman was horrible. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And it was the same general manager at the time, who was Kevin McHale. Okay, vice president of basketball operations, if you want to be technical, but everybody goes with the generalizing term of general manager. Um, yep, and David Kahn is president of basketball operations, but everybody goes with general manager because he's like the basketball boss, even though he's beginning to wonder how much he knows about the sport. <laughs> We're beginning to wonder sometimes. Okay, I'm rambling too much. So, uh, any other thoughts you have, Kerr Rambis? No. Any other thoughts? I mean, one more year, I guess. They come out that's, like that's why I'm giving them one more year. One more, yep. That, that's where I'm standing too. If they're at the same point again next year, or anything near it, fired, over, done. You will see the title of Timberwolves Explosion. Let's say it's episode number eighty-six or something. Karamis has to go. That'll be the name of it. If we're at this point in February 2012, Karamis needs to go. <laughs> So with that, Shucks, you mentioned, uh, well, we have a couple more things to talk about. There there, be interesting stuff coming up. So what did you hear about Brandon Roy? Let's let uh, something about Brandon Roy. Very Apparently, interesting. Mm-hmm. With a low playing time and... What was it, nine minutes a game, you said? Yeah. Wow. Some, somewhere like around wow. nine minutes a game. Nine minutes, folks. He has two years left on his knees. And that's what the that that that's like like who made that that uh, statement? Was it this this doctor? Yeah, that's what it, apparently that's what the uh, doctor says that he saw said. Wow, that he doesn't have, he can't play for long periods of time, and if he does, that's just taking more time off the off uh, off of the knees clocks. Mm. And and even with the minimal playing time, we're talking two years. Yeah, even with yeah. See, that is remarkable. I mean, think about how things change in such a short matter of time. Chucks, people looked at the Portland Trailblazers as the Oklahoma City Thunder before they were the Oklahoma City Thunder. Because Brandon Roy, everybody kept labeling him superstar, which I thought was overrating him a little bit. I think he's more of a glorified Ray Allen, quite frankly, at best. But um, even at his best career. And then you got Greg Oden come in, number one overall pick. Higher, higher touted than Kevin Durant, folks. Yeah. And he's been nothing but injured. Look at Brandon Roy. Went from a guy who was close to a superstar, but he, he's never, he was never going to be that good, but up there, somewhere in there, the second tier star range maybe. And uh, shucks, he's being reduced to almost nothing. Look at the Portland Trailblazers, ladies and gentlemen. Proof that it, things don't always work out as planned, and uh, that has nothing to do with the Blazers making dumb moves. It has to do with bad luck, and uh, that is remarkable to think how far Brandon Roy has fallen in such a short time. Uh, 
McHale was, the interesting part is, McHale's reason for trading Brandon Roy was that he was concerned about his knee condition. Now, this never came out until recently. Like, funny how it's, you hope that isn't just some type of convenient excuse brought up to defend McHale, but I don't think he really needs to defend himself when he's not even working for an NBA franchise right now. He's working for NBA TV and TNT, which are kind of merged a little bit. Um, but it makes McHale look a little better. <laughs> it does, in the whole Randy Foy trade. Foy sucks too, though. <laughs> Roy doesn't suck, but he's uh, screwed, unfortunately, the poor guy. But, yeah, we thought we had to bring that up real quick. Well, I guess we're going to close on a little more Wolves talk right here and now. The Wolves point guard situation. Now, people are going to make fun of the Timberwolves and David Kahn and all that stuff whenever we say, well, he's going to take a... Well, oh, you know, when the draft rolls around, he's just going to take two more point guards to add to the other 19 they have. Well, here's the thing, folks. Here's the thing, folks. You're going to add a point guard to this team because the current point guards on the roster can't play. That's why you got to add point guards. The, pro- <laughs> the problem is, how many more times does David Kahn have to screw up when he picks point guards? That's what I'm getting frustrated with. Ramon Sessions was awful with the Timberwolves. And yeah, look at was. Yeah. I was surprised. Terrible. How horrible was Ramon Sessions last year? And how good has he been with Cleveland this year? Yeah, see, that's another thing. Wow. That, that kind of reflects oh. on our coaching. It absolutely reflects on the coaching. Kurt Rambis, if you're listening. Yes, it does. The triangle destroys point guards. It does. Heck, it even ruined, well, not ruined, but it certainly didn't utilize Gary Payton over in L.A. It really didn't, actually. Payton looked awfully old and slow and incompetent with the Lakers with his one year there. He looked awful with them. Ramon Sessions was very valuable with the Bucks. Never going to be a star. Was very valuable. Explosive with the Milwaukee Bucks. Comes to the Wolves. Was almost was was virtually useless. That that was what you used in episode fifty eight. I love listening back to those episodes because they're they're just awesome. And shucks, <laughs> it was true. Sessions was virtually useless last year for the Timberwolves, and he has been awesome with the Cavs. Now, I know the Cavs are terrible, but when you look at their roster, uh, shucks, they're a lot better than their record, I think. And Sessions is putting up great numbers in Cleveland. And uh, I don't think it's a coincidence that he was doing good in Milwaukee and Cleveland, but not in Minnesota. Again, Kurt Rambis, that's another red flag for Kurt Rambis' offense. It doesn't work. (laughs) What's the most important part about an offense? Well, being able to run it, right? Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah, we have no one who can do that correctly. <laughs> no. Like, other guys score in the offense, sure, but the point guard is the man that runs the team late in the game. If you don't have Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Kobe Bryant on your team, yeah. well, you're kind of left in a bad position. And unfortunately, Kurt Rambis is in a bad position right now. Now. Yeah. He's in a bad position right now. His team is too young, inexperienced, and not talented at the right positions to run the triangle. So, <laughs> Karambas is in trouble. <laughs> I, <laughs> we're coming back to that again. Um, because how many more point guards need to fail in this offense before we need to make a change? 
talks. I mean, yeah, we're giving him one more year, but we're talking. I'm talking like, like a calendar year, not another season. You know what I mean? <laughs> a calendar year, folks. That means he would get if the Wolves had the same record next year or anything close to it. You know, the same problems. I'm. I would fire him. I would fire him by January of 2012 if we're in the same position. If if that maybe December. And no, that's not because I'm a mean guy who wants to put somebody on the streets in Christmas. Karamis wouldn't be on the streets, by the way. He'd be still as wealthy as ever. Because <laughs> he'd still get the money from his contract. That's how it works. But uh, <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> you love that line, don't you? <laughs> well, I've been going for a while here. I'm sorry. Uh, do you have any comments to that? Any no, thoughts? I agree with everything you said. Yeah, I mean... It, we definitely need... We should give uh, Kirk one more year. Yeah. Um, try to do everything we can to get a, a competent point guard. A competent point guard, yeah. Um, a shooting guard. Mm-hmm. And if we don't, it, I won't be on the show nearly as much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, and of course, no, that's just a classic, line, <laughs> classic forecaster line right there. But that's where we stand right now. That's where we stand. And again, it's not about trying to be negative. We're not trying to have a negative outlook on the team. It's about, I mean, shoot, we're, we're, we're frustrated. The team needs leadership on the floor. They need a point guard who is competent. They need a point guard that can make this team better. Because you know what, folks? As frustrated as we are with the team, as negative, negative as we may sound... We're fans first. We're fans first. And you know how much... <laughs> I'm. Re- think about this. Think about this. You know how close this Timberwolves team is to being actually extremely competitive if they had a competent point guard. Yeah. Now drafting two point guards in one night is one thing. Signing two others is another. Because right now they don't have a competent point guard. Will Rubio ever play here? Well, that's a mystery of the universe. And even if he does, it's another mystery if he'll be as anywhere near as advertised. That's true. Hmm? That's true. Yeah, I mean, we don't know how good he's going to be. If he's great, then wonderful. But if not, you got to have another solution. And uh, when the team continues to fail late in games because they don't have leadership on that floor, you need leadership on the floor, not just the coach, but you need a point guard that can run this team. Yeah, and that's exactly what I was hoping uh, Brooks would have been. Aaron Brooks? It's a backup plan. If from Rubio, because obviously Flynn isn't working. No. And it feels nope. like we picked him just because he had a nice smile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, good interview skills. You know, other than that, he, he hasn't, he, he's never showed anything to me. I don't, I don't, I don't. Just not. <laughs> he's just not doing anything, that, anything here. That I would uh, consider keeping him long term. Johnny Flynn, no. I mean, and God, did I love him at one point in time. And in a more open offense, who knows how successful Johnny Flynn will be. Anything could happen. Right now, I think he's a decorated backup in a good offense. Unfortunately, that's probably what he's going to be. And, you know, uh, even on an offense that fits him better. Right now. Yeah, I mean, you you never know. Any other player who was introduced to the team... As someone who, basically, we're talking about his personality. Nothing yeah. about how he's a good shooter, yeah, good defender. Mm-hmm. It's basically how good he is at interviews. 
Yeah, and, and that's just not enough. <laughs> it's not enough. It was all about his personality. It had nothing to do with his actual basketball skills. Mm-hmm. He seems like, a, and he does seem like a great guy. There's no doubt about that. But sometimes you need to be able to, like, uh, play a little bit. Now, Flynn does have quickness. And really, when he does get a chance to play, his passing skills, there are more passing skills this year than there were last year. But the turnovers are as high as ever, folks. They are high. The guy turns the ball over almost as much as he gets assists. I mean, yeah, when, now, it's I, terrible. I would say that his passing skills aren't any better than Telfair's. Mm-hmm. They're worse, Tell- actually, to me. They're worse. And they are, yes. They, they are worse than Telfair's because both of them make, you know, they probably try to be a little more fla- little more flashy than they need to be. Yet one of them gets turnovers and the other doesn't. Yeah. That's the difference between Telfair and Flynn. Now, Flynn's more physically gifted than Telfair, and that could translate into a nice uh, penetrator in the future in a more open offense. Yeah. Johnny Flynn is a penetrator. That could really turn into something later, somewhere, either a different system here in Minnesota, maybe a more maybe Rambis opens up the offense next year. Or we get a different coach, or Johnny Flynn goes to the New Orleans Hornets to help replace Chris Paul. Who who knows what's going to happen with all that? But um, as of right now, we it's not there, and it's frustrating. Tell Telfair was a solid point guard for this team. He's not going to lead us to the promised land, unfortunately. Like we know that, but better point guard play would be nice right now on this team. Right now, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we, we we looked at Raymond Felton, possibly if Ricky Rubio did not want to come here and the Knicks were the uh, the option because that's who he wants to go to, supposedly, according to a lot of people. He's not going to Boston or Miami because the Celtics have Rajon Rondo. That ain't happening. Why would Rubio be on the Celtics when they have Rajon Rondo? That's, like, insane. That's stupid. So that's done. Miami doesn't have the proper uh, value coming back to us if we traded him to Miami. So that's done. But now the Knicks are done too. <laughs> they're done too because now they're just like Miami. They're not going to give us the 36-year-old Chauncey Billups and uh, for Ricky Rubio because that's about how old Billups will be soon. No, he's about 30, almost 35, excuse me. Yeah, we're not going to do that. So the Knicks thing is out. Um, unless it's you, you'd have to get a third team involved. Maybe we still pursue Raymond Felton from the Nuggets, another Knicks thing, but I don't know if the Knicks could give Denver anything else. <laughs> That's another problem. So if I'm David Kahn, and I want a certain player on this team that would, would fit, if you really are sold that like Kurt Rambis is the right coach for this team, there is a point guard that does exist that I think could be extremely successful for this team. And how many times have we mentioned his name? How many times have we mentioned his name on this show? I think this would be the third show now we've brought his name up about how he'd fit in perfect with his team. He was on the draft board. I can't, I'm getting it mixed up. 25th or 20th or 18th pick, I believe. 21st pick, excuse me, in the 2009 draft. Was picked by the Wolves in a uh, prearranged deal with the Denver Nuggets. Ladies and gentlemen, the best player to come out of North Carolina in I don't know how long. Ty Lawson, I'm on the phone with the Denver Nuggets because they have Raymond Felton. What do you want for Ty Lawson? Yeah, we, we should have. <laughs> yeah. We should have got him back. I forgot all about that. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, we still got him back. We just... We just, yeah, it, it kind of went over our heads, didn't it? I mean... I mean, we gave them Kufos. We gave them Kufos, hey, you know. They give us Ty. We give us, you know, it's, yeah. We'll we, give we, you Flynn. Or Ridnar. Yeah. I mean, that would be part of it, yeah. I mean, then maybe pay a pick, maybe. Yeah. Well, that might be too much, but, well, well, well maybe, just, maybe. Just keep your pick. Yeah, give I mean... Us, give us, uh, give us Ty. We'll give you Luke. <laughs> yeah, give us Luke. <laughs> you know? I mean, it depends on how sold they are on Felton, but... Maybe which, if they're obsessed with Ty Lawson, maybe we could get Raymond Felton. Maybe. Um, but I'm telling you, I think Ty that Lawson. Boat, the, I think that ship sailed, though. Yeah, when it comes to Raymond Felton? No, with uh, Lawson. Even getting him? Yeah, because now we got to mm. give them Ellington a pick, maybe. But during that time, it was, you know, a big trade going on. Mm-hmm. So it would have been easier been to the... get uh, Ty out, out, of the, out of the deal. That's true, yeah. Because at that time, that was the time to really up your negotiations. Yeah. You're getting Raymond Felton. We'll throw in Flynn or Ridenauer and other pieces. Maybe yeah. Ellington. And I'd be more than willing to give up Wayne Ellington if I meant Ty Lawson's coming back to Minnesota. Especially if you have Webster and uh, Wesley. Uh, of course, I mean, I like both of those guys, but I'd be willing to throw in Webster. Wesley Johnson is staying on this team if I'm the general manager. He's staying. Yeah, especially especially mm-hmm. after uh, the last game. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> last game. I mean, and no, yeah, you're seeing signs from the guy. He's got yeah. long-term potential on this team. Yeah. I don't think he's the next, uh, I don't think he's Carmelo Anthony. Well, yeah, but he's a better defender than him. <laughs> uh, but you get the idea. Uh, he's. I want him here. I like Wesley Johnson a lot more than I did going into the draft. I'm very happy with Wesley Johnson. He's a better defender than those. the whole Syracuse curse that people spread around that Syracuse Orangemen can't play defense. And, yeah, that's about 99% accurate. But Webb's, Webb's, Webb's here. Wesley might be one of the few uh, uh, exceptions in that deal. But no, Ty Lawson. <laughs> the ship may have sailed, but then again, you never know. They have two point guards that are very young, two point guards that deserve to start on most teams, and I try to get Ty Lawson if I'm sold on Karamas. And even if I'm not sold on Karamas, <laughs> there's proof that Ty Lawson can succeed in, in other offenses too because George Carl's a lot more open than Karamas. And he looks wonderful, doesn't he? And Ty Lawson is a wonderful point guard, and... Um, that's who I want running this offense if we can't get Ricky Rubio right now, if possible. I want him. <laughs> I want him, and I'm calling the Nuggets today, tonight. At 1 in the morning on a Saturday Saturday night slash Sunday morning, I'm calling the Nuggets for Ty Lawson. Yeah. That's how much I want him here. <laughs> At this point, we might, might as well wait and see if we can get uh, Darren Williams if I can adopt that happen. Yeah, I mean, the problem is, yeah, you have the cap space, but if he's complaining about going to the Nets yeah. slash Brooklyn, I mean, yeah. Brooklyn kind of would be kind of fun, I think. be kind of cool. Uh, depends on how you feel about New York and all that, you know, market and stuff. It's different. It's just a whole different culture over there. It's uh, mean. <laughs> it's a mean place. You succeed or you die in New York, period. <laughs> That's why Marbury lost his mind because New York City is, is harsh. Even though that's where he's from. And Dan, Dan Tony had a hand in it. And Dan Tony absolutely had a hand in it. He's <laughs> Dan Tony might as well work for the media because he's pretty harsh too. <laughs> like we, yep, like we're bouncing around a little bit, 
but at the same time, this is uh, all tied into the Timberwolves for the most part and some other trades. I mean, it's this is a lot of stuff to talk about, and it's a lot of fun. Um, anything else you'd like to add at this point? Because, I mean, one thing, final little topic, it's small, and we can call it a night. Um, again, being I'm not sold on Ricky Rubio on him coming here or being successful, I'm not sold. I hope he comes here, and I hope he's the next... Steve Nash times two. I hope he's the next, you know, greatest. I hope he's the best point guard that ever played this game if he suits up for the Timberwolves. I hope and pray to God that's what happens. But the odds of that happening are unknown at this time. So with that said, there's a really nice player that plays for the Duke Blue Devils. (laughs) That some, uh, some experts have come into the Wolves, which again, for like the nine millionth year in a row, would be the number two pick. If things, if the balls bounce as they're according to, which never happens, ever. <laughs> There's always some big market team that's supposed to pick ninth that ends up with a number one pick, and then we slide down to fourth or fifth. That's usually what happens. But if that doesn't happen, and this young man, who unfortunately has missed a lot of time this year in his young freshman year for the Duke Blue Devils, if he's available, and if he's anything from what they're saying and what we've been able to see, in the small time he's gotten to play. <laughs> Kyrie Irving is my pick in 2011. Point guard of the Duke Blue Devils. He's he's by far the best point guard in this draft. And uh, I, I love him. And that's where I would lean. I mean, what would, would you like Kyrie Irving on this team? <laughs> what the brief... The, I mean, we haven't gotten to see much, but if he's somebody... If he's anything worth what they're saying, I mean, I I gotta think he'd be a perfect fit for this team coming into yeah, the draft. Coming into draft, uh, we need to draft a point guard, and and he's by far the best available. And you got all these other power forwards, small forwards. Do we need more of that on this team right now? I mean, you got Beasley and Love already, so it's kind of it's right now. Unless if, you trade Beasley, but if they're for sure, if a point guard is a sure first round. Uh, first pick, first top two, two, three. Yep. Yeah. Then I, I would use the pick. If not, I would trade the pick and try to trade for someone. Yep. Maybe in a package deal to get Lawson and and other parts. Maybe yeah. Lawson and Mayo or something. Who knows? Maybe somebody they just fall in love with someone in the draft and they'd be willing to give up a lot. Maybe you could package a pick and other players and wind up with Lawson and Mayo. That'd be kind of cool, actually. Because I, I, I'm going to keep talking about O.J. Mayo because his stock is really low right now and the Wolves could use a nice, true shooting guard on this team to go with a nice, true point guard. O.J. Mayo's the pick for me, if possible. His attitude's in the wrong place. But since we're the ones that like to be Dr. Frankenstein and fix up players like Darko Milicic and Anthony Randolph, let's throw O.J. Mayo on the table. O.J. Mayo, O.J. Mayo on the table, that was a good one. Oje Dijonais. Oje Dijonais. Yep. Dijon mustard with mayonnaise mixed in. Yes. To go along with that curry in Stefan. Okay, no, that's not good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, no, the, the Eddie curry is not is not working out. It's kind of stale, and we're going to have to throw that one out. But, uh, yeah, the other one's pretty good. So with that, shucks, I think that's about it. I think that's about it for tonight. It's been a, it's been another fairly long show, and it's been a lot of fun recording this. It is uh, always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to have Marcus the Forecaster, a member of the show. Yep. 
Um, and yes, we want more point guards in Minnesota, Rusty, of uh, the crossover. Yes, we do. Because we don't have point guards here. They all suck. <laughs> Very low quality. Very low quality, and they're not working in the system. And there's if you, the one guy that really for sure I think fits in the system is Ty Lawson, and we need him. That, or maybe we could give Kyrie Irving a, a try. I'd rather do that than uh, screw around anymore. Let's get the right point guard in the system now. So <laughs> that or change the system. Yep, either that or change the system, change the coach, change everything. Again, we're re 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 rebuilding. Just like the commercial would have said a year ago, we're going to add another re to that uh, rebuilding in the the subject line there. Just like when you send an email, the same thing, re hey there, you know, it goes to like 19 re's. That's where the wolves are right now in the rebuilding stages. Kevin Love voiced his opinion about that, saying how I don't want to go through that again. And how we have the same record as last year. Again, you know, it's, he's getting sick of it. And who could blame him? <laughs> yeah, that's another big thing. Uh, the way this is going, unless we start winning more games next season, mm-hmm. I really don't think Love will be here. Love could be on his way out by his choice. Not because we say, get him out of here. I don't want him to leave anymore. I love him now. But, um, hey, <laughs> I, I, I there's no doubt he's frustrated. And uh, that's pretty much what you read about today in the paper and other articles. I mean, the guy is not happy right now. He's, he's not unhappy with the organization. He said he likes the organization, wants to be here, but he's not happy with the result. He's getting tired of it. And uh, as fans, we're getting real tired of it. Fans and gurus, whatever you want to call us. We're, we're kind of gurus, you could say. <laughs> I enjoy that label. So I guess that was a final little extra mini topic thrown in at the end. We're not trying to be negative, guys. We want to win. We want to win so bad, and we're trying to come up with ideas. And we want some discussion out there, guys. We need it. The Facebook group, remember that. Tim Rolls Explosion Facebook group. Post your opinions on there. Call into the, the phone lines, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. And don't forget about the message boards on the sportsstuff.com. There's a button in the upper right-hand corner that says TSS Boards. Simply click on that then register, which, you know, there's a small link that says register. Get a screen name that makes sense. Don't make it a bunch of jumbled stuff because, you know, most people assume it's spam and then the the, uh, account will be deleted. So have it say, I want Lawson. (laughs) That would be a nice one right there. I should create a fake account that says I want Lawson or something for Minnesota. Lawson for MN, you know, something. You know, we need Ty Lawson on this team. Yeah, yeah, we do. But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or Kyle Lowry, who I, I'm obsessed with. And look at him on Houston now. Uh-huh. Kyle Lowry looks great on the Houston Rockets now. So I was right about him for years. I've loved Kyle Lowry for about four years now. Um, three years. No, yeah, three, since Kevin Love first got here. But um, <laughs> I'm jumping around too much. Uh, the message boards, hey, you can discuss all that stuff you want on the message boards on thesportstuff.com. There are more NBA fans on thesportstuff.com than any other sport. So if you want to talk basketball with a lot of really cool guys that uh, aren't going to give you crap, they're just going to talk basketball with you. They know what they're talking about. Get on there and talk to them on thesportstuff.com. Would be terrific. If Also, if you could, rate Timberwolves Explosion on iTunes. You're a fan of the show, you like it. 
on iTunes, simply go on there, give us a nice rating, and uh, say what you like about the show. Maybe give us suggestions on how to improve it. That'd be cool. Just don't say that uh, Joey has to go. No, <laughs> no. I, I, hey, you know, all of you have an opinion. I'm hoping you wouldn't listen to the show and think I gotta go. But because uh, I really love doing this so much. But with that, we are going to uh, call it a night. Thanks again to the forecaster. Hope to have him on more and more and more. Thank you for having me. Always, always, always. That's pretty much a wrap for episode 68. We will see you for episode number, well, the number before 70 on the next show. Take care, everybody.